Hey everyone, welcome to the Sneaker History Podcast, where we dive into the people, stories, and iconic moments that have helped make sneakers a global phenomenon. If you've ever told someone that you like their kicks, then you're in the right place. Before we lace up this episode, here's a little teaser for you. Stick around to the end of each episode for the last shot question. It's a chance to test your sneaker knowledge and engage with our community. I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com slash newsletter for a weekly deep dive into the biggest topics in the sneaker business. All right, now that the business is taken care of, grab your favorite pair of kicks and let's get started with the episode. to another episode of the Sneaker History Podcast. I'm Robbie, here with two distinguished gentlemen, like they're wearing bow ties, Mike and Rowett. How you guys doing? <laughs> fantastic, fantastic. I don't know why Backstreet Boys popped in my head when you said everybody, but that's neither here or there. <laughs> Call that the typewriter. <laughs> See, we're all on the AKA, same page. A.K.A. Murder, She Wrote. <laughs> Rowett just rocks his body right, man. <laughs> I wish I could body roll to that, but you know what? I'm glad. I was always Team Backstreet instead of Team NSYNC because it's okay. it's truly like, do you want the star uh, star talent in Justin Timberlake or do you want the complete team? And Mike, like me, big San Antonio Spurs fan that he is, he wants the complete team. So Backstreet's back, even though they never left. <laughs> oh my God, it's Mike again. All the time. Brother, Already. everybody sing. Well, okay, that's like one polarizing question. I guess we could ask all our millennials and up, are you team NSYNC or are you team Backstreet Boys? But before we started recording, we accidentally came across a topic of Pepsi versus Coke. And I think all three of us are team Coca-Cola. Listener, what are you? Drop a comment. Leave a review just saying Coke. Coke which is kind of weird, but if you want like, to, go for it. I mean, yeah, whatever floats your boat. <laughs> like that, that, that eighteen ninety four uh, recipe of Coca Cola. That, that, that hard black and white. <laughs> the medicine you got from. Just let us know if you like Backstreet Boys and Pepsi or In Sync and Coca Cola. Happy to hear what you have going on in your life. Uh, <laughs> Anywho, um, fun-filled episode today. We're going to be talking about some uh, backdoor shoes, some new signature models, some unique Nike ID options to existing models and new models, and a preview of what's going to come for some fall sneakers. So before we get there, let's do a little rocking and copping. Ooh. I... I have a pair of shoes right here. Does anybody else want to particularly want to go? Mine's just an easy grab. 
Yeah, I'm ready whenever you guys are, so I'll throw mine up. Uh, Go Mike. ahead, Mike. Go so, Mike. Rockin' is the Puma uh, Deviate Nitro 2. I've uh, been getting running, haven't really been doing much else, but uh, if you haven't tried these out, these are solid. I know, Rob, you have a pair of these too, I think, in that Volt color. Uh, yeah. Super, super solid runner. Uh, very comfortable, very springy, so cool shoe to run in. Um, Topping, we're looking at the Air Flight Hirachi in the Kobe colorway that is supposed to be coming out here soon, according to sneakers. Um, the first pair sold out, surprisingly, so I have little hope that I'm going to be able to just go in and get them, so we'll see. Fingers crossed, I guess. I'll Mike, you're a deviant. But go ahead, Rowan. <laughs> no, I was going to say, I, actually, I kind of want to do a double-click down, because I think Mike is one of the nicest people I know. I was going to say, your fingers crossed led me to this, which is two things. It's the model shoe I wore today, which was the Kobe X. Uh, nice. I believe these were the Elites. This is the Brett the Hitman Heart colorway, the excellence of execution. <laughs> best there is, the best there was, best there ever will be. And the X also represents what we're all hopefully copying tomorrow, which is the X-Men A6 kit line. Please. Uh, let us all benefit from Charles Xavier's brilliance. I don't mind if I get a t-shirt. I don't mind if I get a hat. As a famous person on this panel once said, if you can't dress, dress Kith. Is that right, Robbie? I'm trying to borrow from your it's... deep... Go ahead. Bars? No, you're, you're, you're 99.7% there. If you can't dress, just wear Kith. It'll it'll figure itself out for you. Um and... Rowitz isn't going to be like Dante Hall and throw up the X at the Chiefs reference um uh, is there any ooh. particular play by the way two things uh i love the episode and i would like to add this random x-men to the canon of member berries that you guys were doing in last week's episode where was my omega red love that's what i want to know ah, see look we were just rattling off stuff we stayed in for like five minutes after the recording and still kept naming crap off too we're ridiculous but i forgot yeah. omega red that was a solid definitely a solid villain to have on there not a yeah, bad it, one at all and what is the signature piece of apparel do you guys like from that collection? Because I know the shoes are getting all the hype, and rightfully so, but there's some fire t-shirts and those sweaters with the, the hoodies. The all-over print hoodies. hoodies. Oh, my God. Okay. That and then the uh, the Varsity or Bombers. I mean, honestly, any of it, I would wear it all for the rest of the year, but if I had to pick something, it would be the hoodies and the Bombers. Yeah, personally, it's the Bomber jacket because I'll be at New York Comic Con and I want to wear a jacket. I already have Ooh. my X-Men t-shirt from bait planned so i don't want to like you know i can't just cover it up so i want to wear the, the bomber <laughs> let it fly <laughs> and also just that xavier institute sweater is very nice also um, like that. that is definitely what i'm trying to cop to like a really big high level cop is i want a pair of new balance uh 9060s um, those things never go on sale i mean they're hot right now so mm -hmm. they don't go on sale but i tried to pair on in london like a month and a half ago now and they stuck with me i really enjoyed them um i'm just not trying to pay retail that's I also a chunky want, one right it is a, it's the double chunky one yeah okay. also the air max one chili has been sitting and i also quite like that colorway um yeah. oh what i've been rocking today i rocked the uh the shadow <laughs> jordania one uh yeah, it's funny because I've been wearing the, um, the the TZ pump by Reebok. I've been wearing, um, that's it. Um, <laughs> as in like high top basketball 
retro shoes, but it's like everybody's just trying to chase this puppy. They're they're good. A lot of good stuff in the world. A lot of bad stuff in the world. Mike, I feel like you have like a a bad not a bad story, but you you were you were perturbed, bothered a little bit by um, a Nike SB news story that I believe Nice Kicks, you know, dropped. Yeah, spearheaded. And, and, well, I don't think they dropped it. They they followed up because initial like so. How it all started was this reseller. I don't I'm not gonna lie. I didn't dig into his name, and I don't want to give him the cloud of uh, saying his name again anyway. But he, like resellers do, found a way to get a, a stock of the what the clot or clot with the dunk, whatever they're calling it, dunk that they're coming out with as clots into their relationship with Nike, which is you know kind of a big deal. Uh, but he showed it off. You know how they all do. Oh, look, I got 50 million pairs. Apparently, Edison Chin, founder of Clot, reached out to say, hey, how did you get these early? And so the story has two sides to it. You have the side of the reseller who's like, oh, I never got these from Edison, but he reached out. He respected my hustle. Now he's gifted me a friends and family pair of the shoe, which makes you want to slap everybody. Uh, then you have the other side of the story of where Edison's like, oh, he gave up his plug, so I rewarded him for it. I'm like... He still has 50 pairs of your shoes that now 50 people can't get for retail. You gave him a, another one. So either way, I think it's just a bad look. Um, it's not my money. It's not my shoes or whatever. But it's just if you're with Nike who's trying to control resellers and botting and things like that, I think it's a bad look to the community because, I mean, I don't know what he could do. I mean, honestly, he could – I don't know if he go to his house and just go take the shoes back or whatever it may be. But – it is one of those things like you rewarded somebody for trying to do the thing that Nike's trying to stop who you're partnered with for the time being. So I, to me, I feel like it's just overall, it's like you just basically is like, oh, we're spitting in the face of the people who may have wanted to shoot to actually wear it. Or I don't know what people's purpose are, where to collect it because they were fans of your brand. But I think a lot of people were just like, well, screw this guy. I'm not even going to try anymore because he doesn't care about me as a consumer. So that's my issue. <laughs> It's a damned if you do, damned if you don't situation. On the one hand, I get that you're trying to get information about your product and you're still hoping to get it in the consumer's hands by the karmic right way, so to speak, even though there's no right or wrong way. If you've got the money and people are willing to sell it to you, I guess yeah. that's that's life. But yeah, just something about it just reeked of a little too desperation from both parties. It's almost mm. as if to say, hey, you know what? I don't like you reselling, but I like the cut of your gym. I like your industry. I like your foot <laughs> I'm going to reward you, but don't do it again. And great, if that's what it is. But then I don't understand why broadcast this, uh, broadcast this to the world. Because then that's also setting the wrong example. And more and more, you're going to see, in the terms of NBA parlance, a copycat league. If one person is going to do this, it's only going to trigger five to ten people more. Exactly. Yeah, I mean, Mike, I think you said you, you're damned if you do, you damned, you're damned if you don't. And I think that's very true. I mean, it's just, I am personally have been sick of just seeing resellers with like their, you know, millions of pairs. You know, you want to make your money fantastic. And I get a lot of that is building your brand. And I guess yeah. to to a lot of people who are impressionable, that is brand building, showing off what you have. So it's like cornball activities i'm not gonna front like i really follow 
clot. I've never bought a clot shoe. Um, not because I don't like them, just I don't have a personal experience yeah. with the brand. So I'm like, ah, whatever. So uh, I don't know. I think the what the clot doesn't look that good as a shoe. Also, is that just is that a hot take, or do you guys also? Nah, it's not the best looking dunk. I mean, it's one of those things. Like I had no. It was not a personal like. Oh, I want to go buy this shoe. Just more of like, I got, I got one of those yelling at the cloud moments. I was like, why are we doing this kind of deal? Because <laughs> I like the Air Maxes. I was, I have the was it the Kiss of Death the the well the remaster they did in what 2021 2020 the clear ones yeah I really I was a fan of those it was something that when I was a kid growing up that's one of the first pairs that really like caught my eye you know when you're getting into it and Nike talk all that good good stuff but it was just one of those I finally got I wanted to collect the set because they're like eighty bucks on you know just around now but it's like. Mm -hmm. When you see the person who's like, oh, cool, uh, thanks for, like, for creating this, something I really liked, and then you, they go and it's like, again, I don't, I don't think pacify the behavior, but reward the behavior of this, the, the nonsense, the, the, the freaking cornball crap of showing off of, oh, I backdoored X amount of shoes. Hey, who knows if they're even real? Like, this dude may just scam the friends and family pair with a bunch of fakes, so who knows? So... Really, just one of those things, like you said, you didn't have to broadcast. I mean, Resale's going to broadcast, but what did I don't know what Edison had to gain from even the communication of this person. Like, again, you're not going to his house to get the shoes back. Uh, clearly, you were going to reward him for, I guess they're saying, like, he's snitching now, he got rewarded for snitching, but it's like, all you do is make yourself look bad in the process because now people are going to be mad you gave it to him, but to Roy's point, now you just created a copycat league because guess what let's say james whitner releases something uh let's say i'm on my near uh airship coming out some guy is going to snake about 50 pairs of those and like if i do this i get a special pair from james whitner for being industrious and taking a step to make money you know because they're all about you know building you know in you know through inner cities and stuff like that so people are just going to get these crazy ideas and just you know it is what it is, right? Not only that, they're going to get crazy ideas. Guess what? It's not going to happen more than likely. So no, you're doing this all. all for not. You're doing <laughs> so, this for the worst type of clout, which is fake clout. <laughs> all the time. That's what, the drug of social media. That's what it is. Well, I mean, so it's in one hand is entrepreneur-ish. I don't want to say entrepreneurship because I don't think it completely is. But, you know, it's some level of what our grandparents would say an initiative when i was your age i was out uh you know i was out in these selling streets. selling ice to you know eskimos uh, Esk <laughs> yeah when well, you know water to it, a whale or water to a well i mean we still don't know <laughs> either one word. it's very easy for us to be like old man yelling old men yelling at the sky but i mean That's here's here's one thing that like is going to make me old man two points that's going to make me old man yell into a sky so, um, the Nike by you, I want to call it ID every time, but it's Nike by you. It's, it's ID. Has, yeah, right. Has the dunk back on with some really cool features for $170. And I believe, oh. um, it's gone up like 20 or $40 in the last six months on Nike ID. And I'm also just like taking a little gander. I am currently customizing a really cute pair of nike infinity three <laughs> um but here's what's crazy the infinity three is 190 dollars and for better or for worse however you feel about react foam 
it's real modern tech versus $20 less for just you want a Nike dunk. Like that's, that's blasphemous. Like how do you guys feel about a Nike dunk ID costing a hundred and how does it make you feel at costing $170 uh, like it's versus stay 190 there on the Nike website? It's going to stay there on the website because there's no way because only time I've ever seen nice materials is when you get like the anniversary. Like I did a Air Force One from the whatever the anniversary was last year. Super nice materials. But those weren't even one. I think like those were like 140, one, you know, 130, something like that. Super nice. But I've seen the IDs from the dunks. They're actual cardboard. And there's no way I'm buying that. And I, like you said, the React Infinity 3. I own a pair of those. I won't run in them because I think they're too soft, but for a daily walk-around shoe, fantastic. I would much rather do that over a Dunk. Yeah, I mean, that defeats the whole purpose of the Dunk, right? Like, the shoe's history, because we are the Sneaker History Podcast, please like, rate, subscribe, do all those great <laughs> things, is the fact that it was affordable and you could buy bulk, you could rip them to shreds, then put on a new pair and not even bat an eyelid. And not only that, the biggest issue I always had with previous Dunk releases in the modern day Nike by You era was I wasn't even allowed to properly color block certain sneakers the way I wanted. Like mm -hmm. the minute you pick certain colors, you can't use them again. And that defeats the whole purpose of it. It's not Nike sometimes for you. It's supposed to be Nike by you. <laughs> it's not a seasonal thing. Like I should be allowed to customize every aspect of the sneaker. And like, this is my rant. I don't even mind paying extra. I don't even mind if the materials are subpar or less than stellar. Where I do mind is you stifling creativity. You stifling the very foundation of what that platform is built on. Your stifling is trifling. Stifling <laughs> is trifling. If the glove fits, you must acquit. Well, okay. I mean, go ahead. Oh, go ahead, go ahead. Uh, oh, I have a question about the ID or the. I'm going to call it ID forever because that's just what I know it as. It used to be, hey, these are blank slate sneakers. Create them, put them in your little locker. When you have the money, go buy them. Now, I, it's just like a sneakers release. I have to rush and do it because now they're selling out too. So not only is it 170 bucks, but now they can just shut it off whenever. I'm like, all right. So it, it took the almost the joy out of it. I feel like for people who are, you know, who remember Nike ID or even kids now who just want to sit there and create all these different ones and like, and when they get their money right. Cool. I'm gonna with my favorite that I created now. It's like, hey, you got a week, bro. Figure it out. It's like, it kind of sucks. Man, uh, and I was even looking. 170 for the low and high top. It doesn't matter what size you get. You're getting stuck with that. Um, no, here's a funny um, post I saw at ATATF earlier. Make sure you're following KO's account there if you're not. But um, it says, well, it's a repost from somebody else, but. Um, a lot of y'all proving that these Nike by you dunks, you can't deliver any more than the brand you complain about doing the same stuff over and over again. And that's so true. I mean, like, a lot of the IDs people post, I'll see on my like, Instagram or threads. It's like, oh my God. Yeah. It's just like, okay, <laughs> super, super original. But, um, I mean, here's, here's some other shoes. So for $200, you can get a Nike Air Max 90 Futura, which is just like a little spicy Air Max 90. Um, for $10 less, you can get a Hirachi Craft, which I didn't know they were still making that shoe again. They must have found some laying around. Um, 195 you can get an Air Max 97, which full-length Air Max. That's either good or bad to you. Here's also a wild thing. 215 for an Air Max 95, 195 for an Air Max 97. Why is the Air Max 95 so much more 
than an Air Max Jesus. 97. That's a little weird. Um, Mike, like you said, the Air Force One holding true at about 140, mm-hmm. which is like, I mean, that's a premium, but I think they're uh, 110 now or 120 for it's a pair of white on whites now. I think they've definitely been raised over 90. Yeah, they popped up. 110. Yeah. Um, so $30 more for some spicy options are not bad. Well, personally, and you guys correct me if I'm wrong, I think the best place for Nike ID is for those team sports rights. I'm seeing, you know, soccer cleats here. Mm-hmm. I'm seeing football cleats. Um, you know, that's where I would be really excited for Nike by you is if I was on any level of perf- any level of sportsman and I can't afford a Dangamach uh, custom, I would just go <laughs> ahead and hit this Nike ID. Um, but I mean, Rowett, you brought up the um, Sabrina um, Ionescu being on Nike ID, and uh, I think that's a real sweet price point slash colorway option region. And and I think what is kind of unfortunate is that like Nike will bring out the cool stuff for the new stuff, you know, the cool options for the new models, but like the Dunk gets super pleather like mike was describing earlier it's <laughs> it's unfortunate it's a bummer uh, yeah mike you said you bought a pair of air force ones have you ever had another pair of um nike by use in your life so i only got two so it just happened i wish man this stupid pile of shoot boxes wasn't so dang tall and they were in the right places so i've had one two pairs of air force ones one i did crap it's literally vinyl feels like but then again i got because you know we're all you free nike members uh i was invited to do the uh, anniversary totally different it feels like the nicest leather i've ever put my feet in actually it's so different that the air force ones actually fit completely different than each other you know air force typically have that extra room in the toe box yeah you get the premium one if leather actually sits on your foot nicely and, and i paid the same price for both but it's just like i don't want to deal with that crapshoot because I only reason I did it because I had gift cards where I didn't have to, I can actually finally experiment with it and not feel like I'm wasting money. Um, but it's just, I did it. It's out of my system. I don't think I ever want to do it again. So I've done two pairs, both the Kobe 9 and Kobe 10, both Mamba moments. Oh, that's time. fantastic. Only time, like... only time they've ever gotten me to, because, you know, I don't like Nike by you. I've never liked Nike by you. Um, mm-hmm. When I used to play like open run when I was a younger kid, I used to see people with Nike Bayous, and multiple people have been like, "Yeah, like the shoes split, or like around this, like they're not built the same as like a mass-produced GR." Um, in some occasions, that's not like a case study or anything, but uh, I've just never really sought them. Rowan, have you ever done a Nike Bayou? You're on mute, also, my friend. Just... Thank you for that. I was having Roomba trouble, and if you have that in your bingo card, by all means place it and hopefully you've got the five in a row you need to yell bingo no i was gonna say this as an intern we were gifted a pair of nike ids at the end of our first summer there so that's where my immortal ninja turtle dunks were born in our second year of internships we were also given a pair of ids but ironically we were only allowed to pick between five styles which was not as fun and that's the pattern i noticed with nike by you is when you first start out with nike by you the world truly is your oyster you can customize any and everything and I remember specifically being basketball centric as most of us are. Like you could have a Kobe Nike by you. You could have had a LeBron Nike by you, a KD Nike by you. Now when I look at it, 
I'll be fortunate if we get uh, even something with the likes of a Giannis Nike for you. So the Sabrina Flashpoint for me is really interesting because I think it shows a lot of faith. And based on the limited designs that I saw people experimenting with when that link went live, even if for no other reason, just to kind of give Nike that barometer of, okay, if we do put this on ID for you, this is what it's going to generate in terms of interest and hopefully revenue. Yeah. I was impressed with people's design. Like, not to beat a dead horse, I saw a similar pink and gray pair like the Kobe 10s I wore at the start of this episode that somebody had flipped on the Sabrina 1 colorway. That's exciting. Nice. That's exotic. Like, that's something I would love to see. I just hope we are allowed to fulfill that promise because there's almost, dare I say, a 33 and a third percent chance that we may never get to ID that shoe. And that's what's going to be even more infuriating. So, I mean, I'm ready for both shoes to drop, so to speak. I'm ready to customize. I'm ready to have limited customization. And I'm also ready to the fact that this was just an anomaly. This was a canary in the coal mine that just withered away the deeper and deeper it got into the coal mine. I also saw a uh, uh, Five Rings Kobe-inspired one from my friend Stanley. That was a lovely-looking option. Um, speaking of lovely-looking options, we have a pivot from Nike basketball, uh, just from a Sabrina perspective, to the Adidas Trey Young 3, which is quite a departure from, I think, no. basketball shoes in general, which is not a bad thing. I think they look great. The kind of topographic map looking midsole I think is really interesting. Reminds me of those slides Adidas yeah. kind of got some publicity over. I won't say they're good or bad, <laughs> but they made some slides that kind of look like that. And they have kind of just like a young no pun intended to Trey, but like they just kind of feel like young and fun like I don't know how to best describe it. Trey Young isn't everybody's cup of tea, and these shoes aren't everybody's cup of tea. But he probably means a lot more to like younger kids than we are collectively. Yeah. And I think that's sweet, man, because these shoes are something different. And all the cool shoes we hold in high regard, like I see Aaron Cooper's all over the internet, like making the rounds on sneaker stuff. Like his designs stuck with us 20 years later so maybe these designs now from adidas basketball are going to do the same thing for people who were you know 14 to 18 now and that'd be really cool adidas is coming for everyone's neck for this next basketball season i feel like uh we saw the, the initial preview they put up in you know a couple months back showing they, they previewed this one uh preview what is it the dame nine now eight i can't remember but the next day coming out which looks pretty solid uh you even it's have nine. the nine okay you have the nine you have the uh adidas infinity you know crazy infinity 2.5 you have all this stuff coming out from adidas now that has this really different look nothing they've, they've moved away from everything almost looking like a team shoe where you can just kind of put them in take everyone's name off and i don't know who it's for they're getting individualized again uh back to the era of like D Rose. Uh, so I like what Adidas is doing. I'm not a big Trey Young fan, not because I dislike him. I just don't watch Atlanta. This like not a widely broadcast uh, team, and I just think that uh, I, I like it. I like what they're doing. I like the direction. I like that they're taking chances and putting something like that topographic look on that that soul kit. It is. It's. I like it. I, I can't say anything bad. I don't know what they feel like. It could be trash on foot, but. The look at least is going to get us talking about it. It's going to get kids kids excited about it with these different colorways. You know it's going to have some kind of New York-inspired one because 
he's the ultimate villain in MSG right now every time he goes there. So I, I can appreciate that Adidas is a trying. I don't know who's over all of that uh, department right now. I don't know if it is Jay Lorenzo who has his two cents in there now or whatever it may be. Whatever's changed, keep it up, I guess. Yeah, yeah and to your point, he is the modern-day Reggie Miller in that sense of New York essentially is what put him on that next level. He's a great player. Mm -hmm infuriating to watch if you like a basketball a certain way but credit is credit game recognized game and he looks real familiar and to both my co-host points the shoe's wavy and i'm saying that as a 35 year old father of one i don't even know what that word meant i feel kind of underconfident as i bring it out in public places like this but it's not for me but i respect it and most importantly it's provocative it gets the people going that's why we want going. from our sneakers so I hope he balls so hard that Mother Effers want to find him and buy more of his sneakers. So we get a Trey 4 that's equally outlandish. The fact Trey that you Fo. put at least eight bars from that song into your, your rant, I can appreciate everything that just happened there. <laughs> Mike, you're the people. He got you going. He got, got, got me going. I was like, keep going. Let's see what this, what this takes us. I, I'm just not going to do it 11 times the way that those two would do that on the Watch the Tone <laughs> throw. Uh, Watch the Throne tour. Because that was something like... I remember having conversations with friends that were all over the country saying, like, how many times did they perform it for you? Oh, you guys That's only wild. got three? You bunch of nerds. We got it for eight. <laughs> and then I had a buddy who I believe saw it in Amsterdam or actually in Paris where I believe the record was 11 times. That's so much. I've listened to that song 11 times live. I mean, uh... <laughs> in a row. Mike... Back that's an yeah. entire concert set for somebody. That's somebody's entire discography. <laughs> like, anyway, I digress. Songs, please. <laughs> I would have been down still. I mean, Mike and his house, because his, his kid's a little bit older, Mike plays Watch the Tone. Hey. Like, you know, a dad, yeah, dad got, joke there. Watch what's happening around here. Go like, oh, don't say that. Watch the Tone. <laughs> watch the Tone. <laughs> Oops, that's my bad. That's the song, guys. Mike, chalk that up to another name for our dad's only podcast when Bobby has <laughs> watch his. Watch the Tone. We'll tag that one as another possibility. I like it. <laughs> well, speaking of just dad things, when we were these young whippersnappers age, we had things like the Air Jordan 5 Maroon. And that shoe's coming back. We got the Jordan 8 playoff in like the cool playoff colorway. Duh. And outside of that, man, there's some interesting colorways from Jordan brand. Uh... I don't. I don't know. Like, wasn't the year of the two? Correct me, please, if I'm wrong. Didn't like the Jordan two stuff happen last year, or was that earlier this year? Was like the Jordan two Chicago started, this year? Started last year with All Star Weekend with the. Was that the wait? Was that last year or two years ago with the off white twos? I don't know where I am. Times just. But it started circle. there. But it's been like the last year and a half, and literally. They can't win for losing with that one because it's I, I don't mind it but it's like they're just sitting like there's nothing that is making waves with that shoe at this point there's a lot of jordan two colors there's literally four here i'm seeing take two high tops two low tops that's it's a choice i don't know if that's a good or a bad thing but i like the choice it's good. I, I think it's good for people to have options i mean that navy the white black and navy pairs coming out with the age uh age clear bottom I think looks really good uh, but it's gonna hang around instead I would guess but uh, yeah I think it's, it's nice to have options maybe you can't get the one but god dang it look we got a two sitting here damn it Bobby I don't see why we're disrespecting <laughs> the two like that actually that was not Hank Hill I'm sorry I'm putting myself in this corner for that 
I mean, there's some cool looking like earth tones and like grays. Um, I think another popular one's what like the 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 black toe Jordan One Low. Um, I believe there's a like they're calling it the Palomino, Paloma, not Palomino, Paloma um, Jordan One OG High, which is like a white and brown. Uh, there's like a, a poor man's Gary Payton, uh, black and purple. Like I see either Bucks Gary Payton or that's, that's Lakers. Lakers. Yeah, but I mean you can get away with either one, I think. True. Um, but yeah, I mean just like is is stuff like this the reason why the New Balance ninety sixty is like a shoe that I want because I really can't get excited over many of these shoes outside of like the playoff eight. Because I've always kind of, I'm never going to wear it. I have Aqua Eights I never wear because they're not very comfortable. So I, yeah. I mean, there's nothing, nothing eye catching about this. Even the Burgundy Fives, like you said, that was something from when we were kids. I look at it like, oh, cool. All right, next. It's like I don't want them. It's just nice to see them again. Only thing I want to really get my hands on is the Eights because I never had a pair of Eights, and this is a prime time. If it's going to be, you know, the next twelve months would be the year to Eights. I'm impressed by that, but other. I've, there's nothing else I care about on that list. I mean, if I trip, stumble, and fall upon the black toe lows, cool. Don't need them. Like, I think I might be one out unless I get you know some of those ones I've been yearning for for years. But other than that, I don't. There's nothing here for me personally. I mean, the twos for me are one of those shoes that I respect its place in hi- history, and I think it's got a revisionist bump as of recently because I think mm-hmm. we've slowly tried to talk ourselves into liking the shoe because I believe it was a bit of a flop when it first came out but I can't do it I just something about it it just doesn't sit right with me but I respect it if you want to go get it I will always give you guys my sneakers entry my random draw entry whatever the case may be but the less twos the better for me but I'm more intrigued by the fact that we get some four possibilities in the near future as well because that's a shoe that I've been historically slept on or have been sleeping on that I'm hoping that I finally get my opportunity to kind of cash in on. Yeah, I mean, there is a cool-looking, like, uh, chrome or metallic-looking tooling, Jordan 4 with, like, a soft gray on there. Yeah. There's also a very interesting-looking, like, I'm going to call it, pista- not pistachio ice cream, I'm going to call it, like, nut ice cream. Uh, color of Jordan 3. I don't know how to describe it. It's kind of like a soft, like, uh, walnut or like a cashew brown. Oh, it's a, a Pelomino as well. Very different look and execution. But, you know, I'm talking about it's like a soft, like, yeah. ice that cream That releases, flavor. like, this week or next week, I think, on sneakers. Those are clean, man. Sense. And, Rod, I can also see uh, you doing well in the, uh, like, the, the white, black, and red Jordan 4. Uh, red cements is what they're calling it. Yeah, red oh, wow. cements. Those. Yeah. That's a really good looking shoe. Even to the point where I see um, the black military blues, military black. That makes no sense, but you know what, what shoe I'm alluding to. <laughs> I'll see somebody wearing those randomly, and I'll be like, "Oh, those those shits still look kind of cool. Like I, I like the way those look. I can see those uh, red cements." Being a very similar I'm not vibe a fan to that. of speckle for the sake of speckle. Like I almost would like the shoe more if there wasn't the speckle there, but then that defeats the purpose. That's why it's not the red. It would be the red cement requires a speckle. So I'm gonna stop saying the word speckle because I feel like it's that Ted Lasso episode where I just keep saying the same word over and over again and I lose <laughs> the sound and the meaning of it. So <laughs> I mean, I don't. Only good. Like besides that, they have that Jordan One Low in the atmosphere. 
Cell and whatever, black. That one's pretty clean. But, again, how many more Jordan 1s do we actually need? I mean, I hope that everybody who wants a Jordan 1 is able to get one because of the last few years. So, I say let them eat. Uh, but... I'll leave that to the people, and like I say, in the, in the words of Roy, if you guys need my entry on those, you got them, because I, I just I don't need them. Feels very particular about it, Michael, and that's okay. They're not for yeah, everybody. So I mean, this. Yeah. It's de- it's definitely polarizing at this point because I'm I'm looking through the options, and I'm like, I I like a lot of these. Don't get me wrong, but it's also like. In this economy, I can't be buying shoes like that. Like I can't be like there's no there's no space for me to go searching for a Burgundy Jordan Five when I have like eight pairs of Jordan Fives back there already. Right? It's just like you collect enough shoes, mm-hmm. so you there's no more room for that same model anymore. No, I mean not only that. To your point, Robbie, as we get older, I don't know about you two, but I just kind of find myself saying like. Unless it's a three and eleven, or the random one or four, I'm pretty limited in what Jordans I'm considering. Just because I already have like a set of logic built in that I don't need to spend all my money on Jordan because historically they tend to be a little bit more expensive than most Nike or any other basketball shoe offering. So or that random one or four that pops out for me, I'm good. Like take my entry, be happy, hope you hit, hope you get two pairs because then that makes my life easier by association. Yeah, and I um, I run into that same deal, but mine comes into more of the, I guess I get hit with the nostalgia bug sometimes, like 17 lows coming out next year. I am going to try for the, the lightning pair of 17 lows. I, will I wear them? Yes. How many times? Probably not many, but that shoe, uh, if they come out with the Cherrywood 16s, God bless, I am going to try to get those even though they are literal Timberland boots, but it's a shoe I remember wanting as a kid I just never got. And that's how I ended up buying certain Jordans because it's like I remember things when I was a kid that I wanted. Now I have adult money to make poor decisions with sometimes, and that's what happens. Mike doesn't smack back, doesn't smoke backwards, but he, he wants a cherry wood third. No, 16, and it's okay. 16, 16, 16. Oh, yeah, I know what you're talking about. No, there's like a, some 14s coming out next year too, I'm thinking of different shoe i know what you're talking about yeah the yeah. is a hell of a drug much like cocaine if you're charlie <laughs> and rick james um i just don't know man it, it's tough because like even this conversation about like multiple things i still want the gold bullet night air max 97 but every everywhere is sold out in them oversized like 11 and i need a 13 so it's like let me get that shoe but yeah, they're like one 130 on nike right now and i keep looking at them like do you need it? No. Do you want it? I kind of do. <laughs> no, I mean, I wore 97s. All I wore a pair of Air Max 97s yesterday. Bringing it with me this weekend as the one pair of sneakers I'm bringing on my little weekend trip. One pair of sandals and a pair of Air Max 97s. What else do you need? Yes. Anywho, we digress. <laughs> Listeners, thank you for being here. Let us know if you like Pepsi or Coke, Backstreet Boys or Sync. Air Jordan what? 5s or Air Jordan 4s? Do you like Speckle on your shoes? Speckle. Favorite X-Men. Favorite X-Villain. Like I said, <laughs> I just want everybody to hit tomorrow. Because this collection... I'm sorry if this is almost coming off as... Is it Payola? Plagola? It doesn't matter. Kith, hook your boys up. Get us a t-shirt. Right? Like, come oh, on. So I gotta leave you guys Make... with a funny story. So I was, I was speaking to the X-Men 
Uh, I was watching one of the guys on YouTube, Sean Go, and he had he got he hit on three on the early access. He he bought them and whatnot, and he was like, the one I just do not want is the 1980s Wolverine. He just didn't like the color. He proceeds to open all three boxes with all three of the same shoe, that same 80s Wolverine, and it was probably like the saddest I've seen a grown man on TV. It was it was ridiculous. Well, that is the rarest one of the yeah. whole set. It's only like yeah, so. Hoo hoo, he'll be able to get rid of those just fine. He'll be all right. Anywho, <laughs> listeners, thank you for listening. Uh, keep dreaming. Peace. <laughs> <laughs> Don't I believe the children are the future. Let them have it. Hey, hey, Nick here again. Before you take off, I want to thank you for listening to the Sneaker History Podcast. Be sure to hop into our Discord to answer this episode's The Last Shot question and get to know our community of sneaker enthusiasts. If you'd like more insights on the trending topics in the sneaker world, I've also recently started a newsletter to share my knowledge from nearly two decades of experience working in the footwear industry. You can find the link to that below or go to sneakerhistory.com newsletter. And last but not least, tell someone you like their kicks today. You never know how far a simple compliment can take you, and we all know how good it feels to be on the receiving end of some appreciation. Thank you for all the support, and we will catch you on the next episode. Peace.